Yo, yo, yo. How is everybody doing? Welcome back to a brand new episode of the Wrestling Takeover Podcast. I'm your host, Jordan Turner. Thank you guys for joining me. This is your official in-depth review and analysis of AEW Dynamite for October 26th, 2022. Y'all know what it is. AEW Dynamite delivered tonight. I enjoyed it. We have a lot to talk about. Um, I'm going to be giving you guys my honest opinions on everything that I've seen through my eyes on Dynamite tonight. I love the match uh, with Riho and Jamie Haters. We'll talk about that. I also have the audio clip regarding MJF being interviewed by the beautiful, lovely uh, Renee Paquette. So I'll talk about that and everything else that happened on tonight's episode of AEW Dynamite. Um, I'm also going to end it with a little news piece regarding Tony Khan and Eric Bischoff. So uh, I'll get to that towards the end of the podcast. But before I do so, before I get started, hit the ground running, uh, be sure to follow, subscribe, and be sure to listen to the Wrestling Takeover on all audio podcasting streaming platforms. Uh, if you guys can rate the podcast, not one star, not two, not three, not even four, but five stars on Apple Podcast and Spotify. If you guys can do me a favor there, I really appreciate it. Uh, spread the word of the Wrestling Takeover on whatever social media feed that you have, if it's Twitter or IG. Uh, spread the word of the wrestling takeover. Um, I am here every week, busting and grinding. Uh, I got some things that I want to say, a little announcement uh, towards uh, the end of the show. So stay tuned to that. But let's get right into uh, the AEW review uh, for Wednesday, October 26th, 2022. So uh, again, this was a good episode of Dynamite. Uh, we've seen Chris Jericho and Daniel Garcia versus Claudio Castagnoli and Willa Utah. We also seen Brian Danielson versus Sammy Guevara. And we've seen a promo by MJF, which I will play in a bit. Uh, we also seen Riho versus Jamie Hayter. Uh, we've seen a number one contenders match for the AEW tag team titles between FTR and Swerve and Our Glory. Another banger in the tag team division. And then we ended it with the main event, the AEW World Championship. John Moxley versus Penta El Cerro Miedo. Zero fear. So that was the lineup for tonight's episode of Dynamite. We opened things up with Chris Jericho and Daniel Garcia versus Claudio Casagnoli and Willa Utah. Now, this match was great. I enjoyed it. Had a great time. It was a great vibe. Um, Chris Jericho is such a legend. You know, he's such an icon. In this industry, that he, he is coming up with some easy nicknames, some catchphrases to do and to say. And he's hitting things on all cylinders, man. He is the Ring of Honor, uh, you know, world champion. And he's going around challenging former Ring of Honor champions. I've actually gone over this that maybe, I'm not sure, but. Maybe somebody ultimately beats Chris Jericho, who was a former Ring of Honor competitor. But people are saying that Daniel Garcia might be the guy to do it. I think that makes sense from a story perspective. 
Uh, but I love that Chris Jericho is continuously challenging former Ring of Honor champions to go one-on-one against them. I like that. Uh, so the match begins with Claudio and Jericho in the ring. Jericho flips the crowd as they boo him. Claudio then starts with uppercuts in the corner, followed up by a clothesline. Jericho then tags in his partner, but he is also knocked down by Claudio, who then tags in his partner. So Claudio knocks down um, Daniel Garcia. Uh, Willie Utah then hits a dropkick on Garcia and then works on the arm. Arm was a big part of the story. Willie Utah attacks Garcia in the corner and he viciously attacks him. We've seen a headbutt by Garcia followed up by chops in the corner. Uh, we've seen Willie Utah with a body slam and then a senton. He went for the pin, but uh, we've seen a kick out. After that, we've seen Claudio enters the ring and both men attack their opponents as Chris Jericho. Um, Appreciation Society saves their stablemates by pulling them out of the ring. Um, I've been really, you know, upset, sort of just irritated, just a little bit, um, by a lot of interference, um, not in just AEW, but in, in WWE as well, where we have a lot of the interferences with these stables and they interfere in the matches. Um, I think it takes away from the matches. Uh, we see too many interferences in professional wrestling. I don't know what's going on. Interfere city here. The world of pro wrestling with AEW and WWE. There's too many interferences. But to each their own. So we've seen Claudio. Uh, he fights back with uppercuts. He is distracted by J- uh, Jake Hager. Excuse me. As Jericho hits the dropkick. As Claudio falls to the outside. Uh, we've seen Garcia tags in Jericho who goes for a superplex. But is reversed by Claudio Castagnoli, who hits a suplex of his own. Jericho tags in Garcia, who enters the ring and attacks the back of Claudio before applying the chin of the chin lock submission as the crowd then ultimately boos him. Uh, Claudio tries to lift uh, him up for a superplex, and Jericho tags in and goes for the cold breaker, but is stopped. Claudio then hits the uppercut as Jericho, as both men are down in the middle of the ring. The crowd is loving this. Uh, Towards the end here, we're going to pick it up towards the end. Uh, Jake Hager tries to interfere again, but is taken out by Claudio. Uh, He climbs to the top rope with Claudio and goes for the uppercut, followed by a neutralizer for the one, two, three. And Claudio and Willie Uza get the win. I love it. This was a great match. Easygoing match. Simple, effective. That's all I can ask for. Brian Danielson was then interviewed by Renee Parquet, who asked about his match. He says that he is frustrated he lost to Jericho and that Garcia attacked him. I love that we're going to get an eventual match between Garcia and Jericho. Very soon, I believe. I believe Garcia will be the one to beat Jericho. But we're soon going to get Garcia versus Danielson. I think that's going to be great. So I can't wait to see what happens. So we've seen Danielson. He says that he will take out all of his frustration against Sammy Guevara. Willie Utah then walks up and asks if uh, they saw what they won in their match. And both men start bickering, but then is broken up by Claudio. He tells them that they, that after, excuse me, Danielson and uh, his match, that they will sit down and discuss this like adults. Brian Danielson then walks away. Pretty simple, pretty effective. And uh, that's pretty much it. So. Uh, we actually seen a video package 
featuring the elite being deleted. Um, I don't really have much to say. Um, we'll see what happens. I'm not really sure how I can um, attack that. They're being deleted, but we'll see where that leads to. I think they will be coming back. There's rumors that are suggesting that they will be coming back soon. So we'll see. Uh, backstage, Garcia and Jericho are interviewed who claimed Claudio cheated by bringing in uh, the baseball bat into the ring, even though that was Jericho, not Claudio. Uh, Jericho then issues an apology, or excuse me, he issues an open challenge, uh, excuse me, to any former Ring of Honor champion. Sammy Guevara says that he will put on a show like anybody that has ever seen him and has ever seen, and he will beat Brian Danielson. Uh, next up, we have FTR versus Swerve and our glory. This was a banger. This was a banger, ladies and gentlemen. What a great match. Taxing wrestling put on the map. You know, Tony Khan needs to start putting more respect on FTR's name. Uh, I don't know what the case is. I don't know what the problem is. I don't know why Tony Khan is not utilizing FTR um, on a consistent basis. It's very strange to me. Um, but these two tag teams, they put on a great match. They put on a very good match. I enjoyed it. This was fun. Um, Swerve and Our Glory, I think, are going to be eventual split. And I think Swerve's going to turn heel on Lee. And then I get a, I think we're going to get a blood feud between the two guys. And it um, should be very interesting. Really should be good. So we're going to take it to we're going to take it to the middle here. Uh, so we've seen Dax. He goes for an arm drag, uh, but is then stopped. He then tags in Cash, and they attempt to hit the big rig, but is stopped by Lee. He takes out FTR with the crossbody. Keith Lee is a strong motherfucker. This guy is strong as hell, and it's a big boy. So when he hits you, you feel that. Uh, Lee goes to work on Cash in the corner. Uh, vicious tops from Lee. Uh, Lee then tags in Swerve. Swerve goes to work on Cash. Uh, by the way, Swerve has so much swag, it's ridiculous. Shout out to Swerve Strickland, man. One of the best in the business. Uh, I did see the interview that he did with Britt Baker. Um, I went over that. Uh, you guys will be getting a podcast tomorrow talking about some of the news that are going on in pro wrestling. And I dive deep into that interview uh, featuring Swerve and our glory, the, the podcast with, um, what is it called? Uh, Swerve Strickland and, and Homeboy. Uh, interviewing uh, Britt Baker. So look out for that tomorrow's podcast. Uh, continuing on, uh, we've seen he cash. He tries fighting back with chops, but is stopped by one shot from Keith Lee. Lee then tags and swerve, who stops cash from making a tag and starts punching him. Oh, yeah, I forgot I was going to say. Um, swerve has so much swag, it's ridiculous. His personality is infectious. He comes off like Kuhan Luke type of vibe man he's so good he really is um so we've seen swerve with some chops lee then tries to stop dax but he chops lee as well lee sent to the outside roll up by dax cover one um and he kicked out hardwood with the german suplex followed up by a tag and both men then attack swerve uh, we've seen a power bomb by dax followed up by dragon suplex from cash i love the combinations we go for the cover, and uh, Swerve was able to kick out at two. After that, we've seen Willie Utah with some uppercuts to Swerve. Swerve then tags in Lee. Uh, 
who picks up cash, who hits a combination with Swerve. He picks up cash and hits a powerbomb combination with Swerve cover two count. And uh, towards the end here, we've seen um, Dax, he tags in his partner. They go for the big red, but then it's stopped by Swerve. Um, it's not enough as FTR was able to hit the big red in the cover for a two. Pulled by Strickland, so Keith Lee was getting his ass beat at this point. And then we've seen Strickland was able to uh, stop the count. So we've seen Cash was sent into the barricade. Lee picks up and slams Dax uh, for the one, two, three. Excuse me. Kind of tired over here, but I'm going to give you the best that I could on this show. Uh, so Swerve and our glory get the win. After the match, Gun Club attacks FTR, but the claim come to the rescue. The acclaim is over as fuck. They're so over by the fans. It's crazy to me that Scissor Me Daddy is so over in pro wrestling. I honestly find it ridiculous, but in a good way. It's just crazy how over the acclaim is. And I'm so happy for Anthony Bowens and Max Caster. These are two homegrown AEW talent. The people out there, I don't know what y'all problem is. Y'all know who I'm talking about. Those people out there that say, oh, AEW doesn't have homegrown talent. Uh, I don't know what the fuck y'all talking about. I really don't. Y'all are tripping. Real talk. They do have homegrown talent. And the acclaim is one of them. Um, so we've seen Soraya. She's backstage moving on with Re- Renee Paquette. Um, but they are rudely interrupted by DMD Britt Baker. And they both start bickering, but they are then broken up by Renee, who tells them, if they want to talk, then let's do it properly. So I love that. It looks like we're going to get a sit-down interview with Britt Baker and Soraya. Uh, I, re- I really love that. I really do. I think that's amazing. Um, and that interview should be very good. should be very, very good. Um, next up, we got that MJF promo. I have it clipped up here. Um, MJF, he comes out and he cuts a promo, um, and Renee Paquette is interviewing MJF, so, uh, let's play it. We got any devil worshippers in the house tonight? Now, ravishing Renee, a beautiful woman, all the disgusting pores watching at home would love to lay. What do you got for me? MJF, tonight John Moxley is putting his AEW World Championship on the line against Penta. Should he retain, you will be facing John for the title at full gear. How do you feel ahead of a match that monumental? How do I feel about wrestling John Moxley? Do you mind if I borrow this real quick? You mean, you mean, you guys mean this guy? MJF, so good. MJF at full gear. I'm gonna mash your bones, man. I'm gonna drink your blood. I'm gonna gargle your piss. He's so fucking great. Cause I'm John freaking Moxley. That guy, is that who we're talking about? Okay, listen, Renee and Virginia, I love you, baby, first of all. Let's just talk about that real quick. With all due respect, for all your shortcomings too. With all due respect, and I do mean with all due respect, when I think of Jonathan, only one word comes to mind, and that word, it's got three letters, and it starts with an M, and that word is ma 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 mad 
Max, you can't just say with all due respect and then say something insulting like that. Renee, with all due respect, shut your mouth. Listen! <laughs> MJF is the best in the game. Last week, when I said I was going to earn it, I meant every single word. However, I might have got a teensy-weensy bit out of control there when I said I was going to wrestle the whole match clean. Okay, let's just talk about that one thing. I meant, like, relatively clean. Okay, Virginia? What? I'm still MJF. Let's get real for a second. But, but, there was one thing that really got under my skin, and it was when that disgusting, flea-infested, elderly rat, William Regal... <laughs> Decided, yeah, he does suck. Decided to tell me, to tell me that he didn't use his brass knuckles because he needed to. He used them because he wanted to. Alluding to the fact, Virginia, that I can't beat his boy John Moxley without my dynamite diamond ring. What do you guys think of that, huh? Yeah, I think it's bold, too. So you know what? I'm going to make a promise here tonight for one night and one night only at Full Gear when I go for the grandest prize of them all. I promise I will not use my dynamite diamond ring. Because, Will, I don't need it. The only thing I've ever needed to be a success in my life is a grudge. And trust me, I'm chock full of them. See, I've taken every grudge, Virginia, and I've mashed it down into a chip, and I have put it uh, directly on my shoulder. And come November 19th in my backyard, the metropolitan area, Newark, New Jersey, I ain't fighting Regal. I ain't fighting Moxley. I ain't fighting Penta. No, no. I am fighting every single sorry scumbag who ever told me I wasn't good enough. And I... I'm going to take this heavy chip off my shoulder and shove it down each and every single one of their throats when I become your new AEW champion of the world. This guy's a gem. MJF, without question, without hesitation. This guy's the best thing going in professional wrestling outside of, you know, what WWE is doing. MJF is absolutely phenomenal. I uh, I put on Instagram. If you guys follow me on IG. At the Wrestling Takeover. Join the family. On the IG page. I commented on somebody's post. I believe it was a, a clip. Oh yeah it was a clip. Of AEW. And that promo back and forth. Between MJF and William Regal. That back and forth promo. And I said word for word. MJF is going to go down as the top 10 greatest promo in pro wrestling history. You know what happened? I had people that agreed with me. I had, I had more people that actually disagreed with me. Um, it's all good. I stand by my opinion, though. I believe that MJF will go down as one of the best promos in the game today. Um, and it's no understatement. I genuinely believe that. It was a great promo by Moxley. 
Uh, I think MJF is going to become the new AEW World Champion. We are getting Moxley versus John, um, MJF versus John Moxley, excuse me, at um, AEW. And uh, we're going to get it at full gear. So, should be interesting. Um, but I'm kind of confused. Is the, uh, you know, that little opportunity that an MJF has, is that sort of like a money in the bank opportunity? That's kind of what it feels like to me. Uh, the WWE has the money in the bank briefcase, and I guess AEW has a chip. Is that chip pretty much going to be resembled of the money in the bank where you can cash in your opportunity anytime, any place? And MJF did that, and we're going to get MJF versus John Moxley at AEW full gear. And if so, uh, MJF is definitely winning that match um, for sure. It's got to happen. And if that is the case, or when that's the case, uh, MJF needs to go on one of the best runs in AEW history as the champion. Uh, let me know what you guys think about that. The promo was great. Shout out to Renee Parquette. I'm happy she's back in the pro wrestling world, in the pro wrestling industry. Uh, she was certainly missed. Uh, let's move on. Let's talk about Brian Danielson versus Sammy Guevara. Another banger on our hands here. This was a great match. You know, Sammy Guevara, I feel, is really immature. I think he is immature. He's full of himself. But, man, that dude can wrestle. When that bell rings, that guy is a phenomenal professional wrestler. Shout out to Sammy Guevara. But you really need to get your act together, dog. You really need to get your act together. But outside of that, Sammy Guevara is one of the best. Brian Danielson, generational talent. When it comes to technical prowess, Brian Danielson is in the top 10 all time, in my humble opinion. So the highlights of this match, we've seen uh, he, Brian, he takes him down. He takes Garcia down and goes for the uh, Romeo special. Brian diving knee into the back. We've seen Brian with an uppercut. He continues to attack in the corner. Uh, Sammy Guevara then fights back. Uh, to Noah Bell, as Danielson isn't backing down, they both go toe-to-toe. Uh, Brian gains the advantage with some various chops and kicks. Uppercut from Brian knocks down Sammy. Uh, we've seen Brian, he works the arm of Sammy Guevara. I love that, you know, AW is actually starting to get a reputation of, you know, telling stories inside the ring. Going slow. You don't need to go so fast. You know, slow and steady wins the race. And AW has really been working, working well when telling stories with certain body parts that are being worked in the match. So, Brian works on the arm of Guevara. He stomps on the elbow. Brian with a palm strikes and close fist to Sammy. Sammy rolls out of the ring, but Brian with the drop kick and goes for the suicide dive as Sammy cuts him off with the knee strike. Uh, Sammy goes for the springboard moonsault. Brian then gets back in the ring and Sammy starts attacking him. He hits a superplex for a cover and a two count. Guevara continues to work on Danielson. We've seen an Irish whip in the corner, followed up by a drop kick by Sammy. Sammy goes for another drop kick. Then Sammy goes back to work on Danielson. He starts kicking Brian Danielson's chest, but only uh, is firing Danielson up. It's pissing him off at this point. Danielson's on his knees, and he's getting kicked in the chest, and he's getting fired up. This is when the crowd really started to get into the match. Uh, we've seen he interrupts a kick and slaps Guevara before attacking him in the corner. Brian with vicious kicks. He goes for a running elbow strike. Sammy's sent to the outside, and Brian hits a suicide dive, man. 
I feel Danielson does one of the best suicide dives. It's really well, it's really well done. Uh, he hits a drop kick on Sammy and then starts kicking Guevara's chest, just like how Sammy did. Sammy fights it off with the Spanish fly. I think Sammy Guevara has one of the best Spanish flies in the business. Sammy then climbs to the top, and he goes to the top rope, but is stopped by Danielson, who then hits the back suplex. Uh, after that, we've seen Garcia. He lands on his feet, though. Uh, he goes for a standing shooting star press, but Danielson catches him and locks him in the label lock. Uh, Sammy Guevara then rolls over and puts his foot on the bottom rope. Uh, towards the end, we've seen uh, Brian Danielson then hits a bushy knee uh, and then hits a continuously stomp on Garcia before knocking in um, a triangle choke and hitting him with the vision elbows. And that's how Brian Danielson got the win. This was a great match. Um, I loved it. I thought this was great. A great way uh, for Brian Danielson to get wins. Uh, Danielson needs to stop losing. Okay, Tony Khan, you need to stop having Danielson keep losing. He can't keep doing that. He needs to get wins. Um, I would love for him to challenge for the TNT title as well someday. We'll, we'll see. Next up, we had Ray Phoenix's interview by Renee. He asks about Penta's match. Phoenix says Penta is going to win. He also, anyone can be doubted. And Alex Abrahante suggests that Ray should be All-Atlantic champion. That's interesting. Maybe Phoenix goes after um, the All-Atlantic title. Should be interesting. Next up, we got Riho versus Jamie Hayter. This match was fucking awesome. I loved it. I love that Riho. People keep disrespecting Riho. Honestly, people need to stop disrespecting Riho. I think Riho is fantastic. I get it. I know where people are coming from. Oh, she's too small. This and that. She's not believable. Woo, 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 whatever. People said the same thing about AJ Lee. Okay. So AJ Lee was one of the best, you know, pioneers in the game. Um, Riho is it's not a pioneer, but uh, for her size, you know, she's making a lot of girls that are her size, still want to be in the professional wrestling industry, uh, giving them some hope that maybe they can uh, do some things. So I really like that. You know, shout out to Riho. She's great. Jamie Hayter's thick. Outside of that, she's fucking awesome in the ring. She is a badass. I love the strong style stuff. Um, she really sold that, um, that Yushi Garoshi uh, dragon screw. Superplex, because she landed right on her head. Um, so she sold that great. Uh, Jamie Hader's fantastic, and when she eventually splits up from Britt Baker, it's going to be monumental. AEW has a Brian Danielson babyface on their hands with Britt Baker in the women's division, and uh, Jamie Hader's going to be something special. She's going to be that top tier underdog babyface. When she eventually splits up with Britt Baker. I've been saying this for months. Britt Baker versus Jamie Hayter needs to be for the TBS championship. Jade Cargill needs to lose that title to Jamie Hayter. Jade Cargill then eventually needs to go after the AEW World Championship. Tony Khan, I need you to listen to what I have to say. I know what I'm talking about. I have great ideas. Trust me. I don't only just pitch 
ideas to WWE. I also do it to AEW as well. And I'm not the only one that's brought up Jamie Hayter and Britt Baker in the TBS championship you know, situation that needs to occur there. We need to see that happen. A lot of people want Jamie Hayter. People love Jamie Hayter. I thought you were about giving the fans what they want. So I'm just saying we'll see what happens. But uh, Riho and Jamie Hayter put on a phenomenal women's match. Next up, we've seen after the match, we've seen uh, Tony Storm's music hit. And she comes out with her title and holds it up in the air. And it looks like we are actually getting Jamie Hayter versus Tony Storm for the AEW women's title. That is being teased. And if that is the case, it's not going to be good for my girl, Jamie Hayter. Jamie Hayter is not beating Tony Storm. But it should be a great match. Next up, uh, we had um, Eddie Kingston. We had Eddie Kingston, and he cut a promo as well. Um, and I think Eddie Kingston is kind of directionless right now. I think Eddie Kingston should be doing something productive, in my humble opinion. Um, and that's kind of how I feel. I think he should do something. But uh, here's the promo audio clip from uh, Renee Paquette to Eddie Kingston. Eddie Kingston is fucking awesome. Leave me alone. And he looked dead ass too. I, I love Eddie Kingston. Uh, shout out to Eddie Kingston. He deserves his flowers for sure. And um, I, I love that promo. Now I'm interested to see what's going to happen. Do we get a rivalry with Eddie Kingston and John Moxley? Maybe Eddie Eddie uh, Kingston starts uh, berating uh, Renee Paquette. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, it should be interesting. Main event time. We have the AEW World Championship. John Moxley versus Penta Seattle Miano. Uh, John Moxley got the win here. Uh, John Moxley ultimately retained after the match was very interesting. Uh, John Moxley is attacked by the firm. A security comes down, but isn't enough to stop the firm. In the back, Blackpool Combat Club are trapped in their own locker room. John Moxley fights off, but isn't enough as the firm continued to assault. Uh, we see MJF comes out looking for uh, conflicted. Uh, he then backs out, but then runs back into the ring to stop the attack. Fires Stokely Hathaway, which was very, very interesting. Um, I thought that was uh, something. thought that was a little weird, but... Uh, we actually got our answer. So he fired uh, Stokely Hathaway. The firm then attacks MJF because of what happened. Um, they ripped MJF's shirt. Ethan Page then hits the Eagles edge on MJF. MJF is then thrown outside the ring. Uh, we see MJF then fights back, but isn't enough as mostly, uh, or excuse me, W. Morrissey 
Um, choke slams MJF through the table. And that's that. That's how the show goes off the air with the firm standing tall. Is MJF going babyface? Um, a lot of people are very concerned. <laughs> a lot of people are very concerned. They're hurt. They're, they're kind of devastated. They don't know what's going on. Is MJF legitimately going babyface? I hope not. I hope not. Um, hey, we'll see. It's interesting. I, I don't know if, I just don't know if it's going to work, but it's MGF and I think he'll make anything work, to be honest. Um, I don't know. It's, it's just weird talking about it. MGF being babyface, that just doesn't sound like MGF at all. Uh, he's playing everybody, by the way. He's not going to go babyface. He's just playing the crowd. And he wants you guys to cheer him. So then when he beats Moxley, you know, he beats Moxley. And also what I think is going to happen is I've said it a couple weeks now. Uh, I even said it on Twitter. I think William Regal is going to turn on John Moxley. He's going to turn on the Blackpool Combat Club. And he's going to be managing MJ. I mean, MJ doesn't need to be managed. But in that sort of way, yeah. Um. William Regal will be managing MJF. I think that's going to happen. And I think MJF is going to go on an absolute heel tear as the world champion. I genuinely believe that. And I hope it happens because I want to see it. So, yeah, those are my thoughts on AEW tonight. Um, I enjoyed myself. I thought this was a good show tonight. So, good job, Tony Khan. We're seeing some stories develop. I like it. Uh, you still need to use more people. Uh, like Miro, Pac, and uh, and other people as well. Andrade and, and others. But, uh, you know, you can't use everybody. But I can retort and come back with that and be saying that you can't be hiring everybody. That's just me. That's how I feel. We'll see. Uh, I want to end this podcast today with... A Warner Bros. could collaborate with AEW in a new TV deal. News report. This is coming from Ringside News. So the article says, The merger between Warner Bros. and Discovery has been seen as a huge thing for a variety of reasons. So far, Warner Media has been quite satisfied with AEW's performance on TNT and TBS. AEW signed a deal with Warner Media, which will finish at the end of next year. For the most part, Warner Media has been happy with AEW despite inconsistent ratings on a weekly basis. Warner Media, Warner Bros, they know that AEW isn't all that right now. They know they have things that they need to work on. They know that they aren't WWE. They're not going to get the highest ratings possible right now. As long as they're just being consistent with a certain number, I think AEW will be just fine. Um, on the latest edition of John Ozzy's Pro Wrestling Spotlight Podcast, Ezzy reported that Warner Bros. wants to keep on doing long-term business with AEW and plans on collaborating with AEW for a new TV deal. This is brilliant news. He says, quote, They see this uh, property, AEW, as someone uh, they want to be in business with long-term. They had a consistent or a contract which was absurd by them uh, when they merged that wasn't the sweetest deal for TNT and TBS. It was kind of one-sided. 
Uh, so now what they are trying to do is kind of collaborate and work together so they can work on the next big long-term contract with them. I can't get into too much, but there's a lot of faith behind the AEW product right now from the folks at Warner Bros. Discovery. The strategy is that they are pushing AEW into the sports category, not the entertainment category. I love it. I love it. Professional wrestling is a sport. That's what it is. Professional wrestling is a sport. You feel me? So I love that Warner Bros. is seeing AEW, seeing their product. I'm really surprised that they have not commented on the bullshit backstage altercations, the uh, verbal comments. AEW just needs to get it together. Um, they need to respect each other. Um, the shaded on Thunder Rosa is not cool. Shout out to Thunder Rosa. Love to Thunder Rosa. Um, you do not deserve this verbal treatment by fans and your coworkers alike. Um, people need to respect Thunder Rosa. Tony Khan needs to respect Thunder Rosa. Britt Baker needs to respect Thunder Rosa. Britt Baker actually was on the Swerve podcast, and you guys will be hearing that tomorrow. I'll give you guys my thoughts on that in depth, but I just quickly want to say, uh, you know, people took her thing out of context. She understands that she and Thunder Rosa are not friends, but she respects her. She knows that she's a great professional wrestler, but people in this industry are giving Thunder Rosa a bad rap, and I don't like that. I think Thunder Rosa is great. I think she's fantastic. Can she improve on the microphone? Yes. But Thunder Rosa's phenomenal. Uh, people need to stop throwing dirt on her name. I don't like it. Um, but the AW product right now is solid. The main event scene's good. The women's division is, is getting better somewhat. Jade Cargill just needs more direction as well for the TBS title. The tag division is the best in the business. The main event scene... It's solid. It's 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 getting even better. Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks are rumored to be coming back soon, so that's great for AEW TV. Maybe they make this into a storyline, but at that point, I don't want it to be a storyline. I just want them to come back and be in an interesting storylines moving forward. Um, that's all I want. MJF is going to be the top king in AEW before the end of the year. I'm predicting he will be AEW champion. He is going to be beating John Moxley at full gear. And I hopefully he has a title for a very, very long time until that one person comes around that ultimately is the guy to defeat MJF when the time is right. Uh, yeah, that's all I got. That's all I got for you guys. Thank you guys for joining me right here on the Wrestling Takeover podcast. This was your official AEW review results and analysis with one news report uh, regarding Warner Bros. Media, Discovery, and AEW and their partnership. Um, I'll see you guys tomorrow uh, because I will be putting up a podcast episode talking about all of the latest wrestling news and rumors that are happening this week. And until then, I'll see you guys next time.